You're listening to the Get Unstuck Podcast with business mentor, health and fitness influencer, and trainer Heather Newman. Each week, Heather provides you with tips and tools to glitter your soul and add sparkle to your life. Let's get unstuck. You are not a tree, so let's learn to move, change, and find true happiness by creating a vision and living your dreams. For blog posts, business tips, fitness training, at-home workouts, and more, subscribe to GlitterU.com. Now, let's get happy. Here's your host, Heather Newman. What is up, you guys? We are back. We are here for episode 129, and we're going to talk about healthy boundaries and why boundaries are so important. But I want to first address something as a full disclosure from the last two episodes, number 127 and 128. We talked about the fact that we cannot make wrong decisions and how we're supposed to pivot in life. And I just want to be clear, I did get a little bit of feedback, and I just want you to know that if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, I always bring a message that spoke to me. I always bring to you something that I learned through business coaching, life coaching, health coaching, or one of the above that particularly pertains to what I like to call our second half of life. That's typically women, not always, but typically women over 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, et cetera. So who I usually speak to when I do life coaching are people pleasers because that's who I was, right? The people who follow all the rules and basically my story is that I got exhausted and I was ready for a change. And I wanted to find true happiness and be brave enough to live a different kind of life. And I'm just here to help you do the same. So whenever you're listening to a podcast, be it mine, the hashtag Get Unstuck podcast, or any other podcast, it either speaks to you or it doesn't. And if it doesn't resonate with you and you don't feel like it's in alignment with where you are in your life, we're all on different journeys and we all arrive to certain destinations at different times. So I don't want you to take something very personally and think that I'm targeting someone. Um, That's never my intent. So again, full disclosure on episodes 127 and 128. I mentioned how, and I'd love for you to go back and listen to them so you'll know exactly what I'm speaking about. I mentioned how there are no wrong decisions, and I am specifically speaking to women who are in their second half of life, meaning moving forward. You cannot make the wrong decision. I'm meaning from a healthy lifestyle standpoint. So I had um, a listener who I admire very much, but she felt different, and we kind of had like a little coaching session about it. So I thought, well, let me address this in my next podcast as a disclosure in case anybody else took it the same way. So I'm not going to get into a deep dive of it, but know that I understand that if you choose to smoke marijuana or if you choose to do drugs, that is not necessarily the right decision. (laughs) But when I say you can't make any wrong decisions, I mean in life, in your second half of life. By now, I would think, I would hope 
that my listeners are not those people. Those people that have already made the wrong, not the wrong, but indifferent or different types of lifestyle choices, they're not my listeners. They're probably not hanging out here. So I just wanted to be really, really transparent with that. I wanted to be really clear and let you know that in episodes 127 and 128, when we talk about no wrong decisions, it is speaking to women in the second half of life who have typically been people pleasers their whole life and used to following all the rules and know that we are supposed to pivot in our second half of life and always go with your gut. Okay, moving on. We are going into episode 129 and we're going to talk today about setting clear boundaries. Fell off track? Or maybe your life feels like it's been flipped upside down? Are you ready to get back on track with a simple jump start the healthy way? The 7-Day Sugar Detox, Sugar is the Devil book, is now available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It is a straightforward shortcut that tells you exactly what to eat and how to do this. The 7-Day Sugar Detox, Sugar is the Devil workbook and guide by Heather Newman will help you navigate a new healthy relationship with food. It will teach you which foods work for you and those that don't. This 7-Day Sugar Detox Guide is meant to be a staple. It's not a one-time use-only book. It's one that you'll want to keep coming back to over and over again for guidance. It's the permanent solution that you've been looking for. This guide is used as a resource to get you back on track when you fall off, and we all do. It's a journey, not a destination. So happy to hear how many of you are enjoying this book, getting massive weight loss results and use it as a tool after those binging weekends when you've really whooped it up. It's the perfect easy-to-follow guide, including a grocery list and meal planning recipe options for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner. If it's not on the list, it's not for us. Be sure to grab yours today and grab one for a friend. The 7-Day Sugar Detox, Sugar is the Devil by Heather Newman is available in a paperback and a hardback version. Visit the website www.sugardetox7.com or simply find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble websites. Sugar is the devil. Okay, you guys. So today is a really important podcast. This is something that I have had to put into my routine. This is something that I've had to practice for many, many, many years. And again, you keep learning and growing, and I share with you my journey as I go through this. But today we're going to talk about boundaries. I absolutely love boundaries. I love a good discussion about boundaries. We could probably talk for days about boundaries. Boundaries are what we decide to set up for ourselves to have healthy, happy relationships with the people that we love the most. And also, to keep ourselves focused and clear and staying in our own lane, doing our own work in the world, creating a life that we love living. Okay, we are diving into some life coaching today, and it's definitely a good one. This took a long time for me to learn, and if you've never heard anything like this before, you may be a little taken back, and you might have to listen more than once for it to actually kind of sink in, and then 
you're probably going to have an aha moment. So first and foremost, boundaries are for us. They're not for anybody else. They're for ourselves. It is our own responsibility to decide what we want, what we need, and then to provide that for ourselves. Yes, did you hear me? (laughs) It's not our people's job to respect our boundaries. It's our job first and foremost to respect our own boundaries. That took a long time for me to get that. It's not our people's job to even understand our boundaries. It's our job first and foremost to understand our boundaries, why we need them, why we need to implement them. We can decide what they are, what we're comfortable with, and we're, we're also able to decide like what we're not comfortable with. And then it's our job to communicate them clearly. Then it's up to us and only us to follow through with them. Okay, this is really kind of some deep um, thought work, but I'm going to share with you what I've learned. And it's very, very important. You may or may not be here on your journey yet, but I felt it very important to talk about today. So Controlling and manipulating people is the complete opposite of healthy boundaries. Being controlled and manipulated by people is the opposite of healthy boundaries. If you're always available for anyone and everyone to pop over or to call and interrupt your schedule on a whim, you probably need to set some boundaries for yourself. If you consider other people's wants and other people's needs as important or even more important than your own, but then you realize that you are actually left feeling kind of resentful because you can't get your own work done or you had other things planned to do, but you let somebody kind of intercept that, you put their needs before yours, you probably need to set some boundaries. If you're the person that keeps like constantly saying yes when you want to say no, you need to set some boundaries. Boundaries are the answer to a life that you love living. The better that you get at setting boundaries, the better you get at life. Boundaries are like fences. They represent where your space ends and my space begins right? On your side of the fence, you can do whatever you want. But on my side of the fence, I have my own way of living. If you want to enjoy my side of the fence, you must respect the way that I live or you won't be invited over. That's how boundaries work. Now, to be fair, boundaries are not necessarily to keep people out. But boundaries are for my own self-care. And I actually... I don't know, a more intimate, peaceful relationship with my favorite people is what boundaries allow me or us to have. It's always my job to be clear about what I want and then follow through if someone has crossed a boundary. The follow through is the most important part 
but the follow through is my job. Nobody else's. That's my job to follow through on the boundary that I set for myself. Okay, this next little topic here or this next little section we're going to talk about, this is for my people pleasers. So I kind of came up with these three steps that you can take that will help you set up and maintain healthy boundaries in your own life if you've always been a people pleaser like me setting boundaries will be a challenge for you it's uncomfortable it feels a little mean at first but it isn't it actually is the kindest thing in the long run it will always be worth it trust me the life that you want is on the other side of setting healthy boundaries for yourself in your own life. So step number one, know for sure that you have every right to have your own space and to have your own ideas and to have your own time and to have your own money and to have your own life. Know for sure that your life, everything about your life, is just as important as everyone else's. If you're married, your time, your energy, and your opinion, and even your sleep, your rest, and your likes, and your dislikes, and the things you value are just as important as your husband's. Now, I'm going to be very, very real with you here. And this is not necessarily my own experience, but if it's not a little bit of a dash or a splash of mine, it's definitely things that have been brought up with women around my age, your age. If you're in a marriage where it's been a subtle agreement that your husband's wants and needs come first before your own, maybe because he makes more money or maybe it's just the way that it's always been, right? This is for you. (laughs) I want you to listen to your own wants. Listen to your own wanting. Pay attention to the things that you do and the things that you don't want to do. Maybe you used to like it, but you don't like it anymore and you're afraid you're going to hurt your husband's feelings or whoever or make them mad or upset, so you just keep doing it and you don't say anything. Now, there's plenty of examples that I could give you here, and some of them would pertain to my life and some of them wouldn't, but I'll give you just some examples that maybe one of them will kind of be similar to something that you can um, relate to, but Let's just think of one of them would be something like this. Hey, honey, you know, I love you, and you know I've always made dinner for you every night. Well, I don't really want to do that anymore. I've been doing that for X amount of years, and I think I'll let you be in charge of getting dinner for yourself for now on. Or, hey, honey, why don't we agree on dinner together If I cook, you clean. If you cook, I clean. Or let's alternate making dinner. You see what I'm saying here? It it would be something, I don't know what your situation is. Only you get to decide your boundaries and what you like and what you don't like. Some women love cooking for their husband. 
But if you don't and you continue to do it just because when you got married, you kind of thought you had to do it, it's okay to have a conversation and be honest and just be like, I don't like this anymore. How can we change this so that we're not just in the same routine of a rut, right? Or maybe maybe something like this. Hey, honey, I love you and I need my own space and privacy. I just, I want my own closet or I want my own bathroom or I don't know, for some of you, maybe I want my own bedroom. I don't know. These are just examples of setting and communicating boundaries in your own life, right? And then it's up to you or me to hold them, respect them, and make sure that we get what we need. So you are in charge of the setup and the follow-through with the boundaries, the boundaries that you decide that you want to set and then obviously communicate in a loving, healthy, respectable, kind way. And you have to also, like you set them, you communicate them, and you hold them to the respect you have and the respect that you show and the respect that you keep for yourself. So you're actually teaching people how to treat you by the way that you treat yourself. So when your spouse says, this is just an example again, I'm not saying this is everybody, take it literally, I'm just saying there might be something in your life you can kind of tweak, fill in the blank here, do what you need to, but this is just the example for the podcast. I thought it would kind of be relatable for some of you, but when your spouse says something like, hey, what's for dinner, you would respond something like, remember, you're in charge of your own dinner now, or it's your night, I put it on the calendar, we change that, remember? So when your spouse goes back to the habit that's been for X amount of years, but you've decided to set new boundaries, it's going to be up to you to keep implementing that, right? Or when your husband says, I like sharing a closet and I like sharing a bathroom with you, you just simply say, I know, I love you, but I want my own space. And then you get to work on creating that space. Now, again, you may love sharing a closet with your spouse. Ken and I share a closet. It's fine. I just had to get it remade <laughs> um, so that the organization worked better for us. So if you're in a position where you don't have an extra closet yet um, and you are sharing closet and that is kind of one of those things where you're like, gosh, I would love my own closet, maybe think about hiring someone to sketch out a new way to redesign your closet so that you feel like you've got more of your own area, you know? Either way, and I'm not here to give marriage advice. I'm just here to speak from experience, also from previous life coaching and health coaching. But how he responds or whoever is in your life, your partner, however they respond is actually up to them. If they don't like your new boundaries, then they may have some decisions to make. But healthy marriages... Healthy relationships have healthy boundaries. People don't own one another. People don't control one another. You have to communicate in order to respect each other's boundaries. You have every right to have your own space, your own ideas, your own time, your own opinions, your own money, and your own life, and still be happily married to a wonderful human and have the healthiest marriage. So step number one is just creating healthy boundaries for yourself is to know 
that you are just as important as everyone else in your Okay, step number two, it's about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's very, very scary at first if you've never been a woman with healthy boundaries. Hello, I'm raising my hand really high. This was me. It's uncomfortable being the boss of your schedule if you've never been the boss of your schedule. If you're a woman who's used to letting people interrupt your schedule and interrupt your plans and you're used to letting people borrow your stuff without asking and you're used to saying yes when you want to say no because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, it will for sure be difficult for you to set boundaries. But when you can learn to tolerate that uncomfortable feeling that you will get <laughs> when you tell the truth, your truth, your boundaries will be stronger and more clear to everyone, especially yourself. For example, I have very clear personal boundaries. My schedule is my own in my personal life and in my business life. In my business, my clients, get 100% of my time, my energy, and my focus during the week hours that I dedicate to them specifically. It's usually the same hours during the day, but we work together on their life. It's sacred, it's powerful, and that is what I offer to them. What I don't offer is availability outside of those hours or outside of a specific appointment that I've set with them. I don't reschedule that appointment. I coach on the days that I coach. I check in with my groups when I check in, and I don't coach during any other hours. Like, I've set those boundaries for myself. Even if a client requests a certain day that I know is like my family day, the answer would be no, hey, look, we can reschedule during these hours for consultation or for one-on-one or whatever it might be, but it's an important boundary for both of us. I'm an example of what it looks like to follow through on healthy boundaries. I show up on time, and I'm 100% reliable when I say that I'm going to be there. And my clients, and in return, if we make an appointment, my clients don't ever miss their appointment. And they always show up on time as well. You see how that works? It's a respect about me and it's a respect about them. It's a respect about each other's time. So I teach them how to treat me and or set their own boundaries as well. But really, I'm teaching them how to treat themselves. I have healthy boundaries in every area of my life. I could not always say that, but I can say that today, which makes not only my business successful, but it makes it sustainable. I am very clear and confident, and it's best for everyone. So I do want to bring up an example that was, gosh, 20 years ago, I had a boutique with, it was me and my best friend, we owned a boutique called Unique Boutique. So we had our own business. I was in my early, gosh, what was I in? Early, mid I was in my mid-30s. And I loved it. It was good. I was good at it. She was good at it. But I had zero boundaries with it. I was always working and available to anything and any, you know, anybody that needed me to be there. 
at the drop of a hat, whatever it was I'd be doing, I would like be accommodating for them. And I just, I don't know. I didn't charge enough money. I didn't make enough money for doing that. But I didn't value myself and I didn't value my time. And I wanted like all of our customers to like me. And I just didn't say no. I always said, sure, no problem, even if it really was a problem. So I told them what they wanted to hear and I tried my best to make everyone happy. <laughs> I was always stressed. I was always running. I was always like, on the phone, burned out. I was very emotional. I made very little money because I didn't set and follow through on like any healthy boundaries at all. I hated telling my customers and or my partner no. It was always, I don't know, I guess now looking back it was a lesson for me, but when you know better, you do better. Okay, so fast forward to today, and I have a very successful coaching business working the days that I want to work outside of, of course, teaching at the gym. You guys know that I love teaching my bar classes, but it's taken me so long to understand and to be really good at boundaries and comfortable being uncomfortable. So that's step number two. And then step number three is to do what you say you're going to do. Boundaries are useless if you don't do what you say you're going to do. You can set a boundary, but most important, the most important part is following through on that boundary. For example, if you have a friend who's always late, whatever plans you make with her, you're always on time and she's always like 20 minutes late and you're always completely like annoyed or irritated. Now you have some decisions to make, right? If you don't want to be irritated or annoyed, you can think different thoughts like, oh, that's just, you know, uh, Susan being Susan, or <laughs> she's going to for sure be late, like, so I'm not going to rush and get there. It's not that big of a deal. It's not a problem. You don't add any extra meaning to it or drama to her being late because you respect her for her being her, right? Like, you feel genuinely fine about it instead of irritated because if you decided to change your thought about it, that's going to make it okay. Like, she's still late, but you're no longer irritated. That's just Susan being Susan, and she should be late. And that way you kind of flip the switch and you change your thinking. Or you can decide that you'll happily wait for her for, I don't know, 10 minutes, and if she's not there, then you're leaving and you're going to carry on with your day and you're not mad and you're not, you know, taking anything personally. You're just taking care of you by following through on what you decided to set that boundary as, on what you decided to do. That's a boundary. There's no drama. Or you can even have a conversation with Susan the next time that you make a date. Let's say lunch is at noon. Perfect. I can't wait. And I have from noon until 1 o'clock for lunch, so I'll order when I get there, and then when you get there, you can order your lunch, and no drama, no irritation, it's just you taking care of you, okay? So that way, when she arrives 20 minutes late, you're not irritated. You're eating your lunch, enjoying your own company, and then that's a healthy, simple boundary. <laughs> you take care of you, and she takes care of her. Everyone's happy.
or let's just say you have a neighbor or a relative or a mom or who's always dropping by your house or even your work, your place of business, your office, and you'd prefer them not to do that because you have work to do and, I don't know, cleaning to do or, I don't know, you just don't like it, you can close the blinds and pretend you're not home or you can be brave and ask them to please call or text you before they come over just to see if it's a good time. You can tell them that you love them and you love seeing them but you really need your space and privacy, and you just like to do that by appointment. You don't like when people surprise you and, I don't know, just drop by. That's me personally. I am that person. <laughs> anyway, the hardest part of clear boundaries is not necessarily setting them. It's the part about showing you that you respect yourself to do what you told yourself that you would do and do what you told them, the other person that you would do. Do it all from a place of love and kindness. It's just a desire to have a long-lasting, healthy relationship with whoever that is. We're not telling people what to do. We're letting people know what we want and what we need and what we like and what we don't like and what we're available for and what we're not available for. We let them know what we will do if they cross that boundary. The power lies in our hands. So we create the boundary from a place of love and respect, and we uphold that boundary from a place of love and respect for everyone in the story. So step number three is to do what you say you will do. So... This is kind of a long podcast. We're at 30 minutes. But just to recap really quick, the three steps to healthy boundaries. Step number one, know for sure that you have every right to own your own space, your own ideas, and privacy, and time, and money, and opinions, and rest. Step number two, get uncomfortable. No, get comfortable being uncomfortable. In other words, just be honest. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to say it nasty. Say it with love and care and kindness, but just be completely honest. Step number three, do what you say you're going to do. So I've been practicing boundaries for so long now that I rarely have any boundary issues anymore. At first, it was a jolt to everyone. It wasn't like it happened overnight. These were little bitty steps, and the first boundary that I set was with a friend long, long, long ago, many, many years ago. I trusted her with some very just personal information, personal little story, and it got back to me, and I was so hurt. I would say not because she shared the story, but I didn't want anybody else to know, and I knew only, I only shared it with one person in my whole life, and, you know, for an only child especially, that's a big deal. So when this person broke my trust, I set a clear boundary with her, and I said, look, I love you, but I know what you did, and I know what you said, and I need you to know that I will never in my life share anything personal with you again, but I love you. I just know what my boundaries are now, and it's been that way ever since. It's been many, many years. It's been over 20 years, so... It's fine. It's fine. I just decided that what I'm going to do is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. I don't get interrupted because I don't allow it. I make a decision, and I stick with it. 
I don't worry anymore about hurting people's feelings because I know it's impossible. I don't have the power to hurt somebody else's feelings. They get to decide if what I said or what I did is, I don't know, something that makes them uncomfortable. Again, it's not on me. It's on them. Boundaries have given me the best life and the healthiest, happiest relationships. And if you need help in this area, you can always hire me to be your life coach. I'll teach you how to do this too. It's so worth the work. You'll totally wonder why you waited so long. So that's all I have for you now about boundaries. I adore you for listening and showing up today. Have the best week ever, and I will talk to you next time. Love you. Friend, thank you so much for listening to Heather's Get Unstuck podcast. Her goal is to help as many women as possible, and if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact Heather's efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find Heather on Instagram at GlitterU, her website at www.glitteru.com, and or join the free Get Unstuck Community Facebook group.